All right, if you take God's precious word and turn to the book of Proverbs, please. Proverbs chapter 4. God willing, we'll be expounding verse 24 tonight. Proverbs 4, 24. The title of the message is Lips That Slip From the Way. Lips That Slip From the Way. Last week, Solomon told us to keep or, or guard our hearts with all diligence because the heart is the repository of God's truth for our lives. And tonight, Solomon is going to give us a command that's very much related to what he told us last week, but it's really the opposite of what he told us to do last week. Last week, he, he told us to guard something. Tonight, he's going to tell us to put something away, just the opposite. In verse 23, he said, keep. But in verse 24, he says, put away from thee. See that? Put away from thee. The life of every believer consists of choices. Choices to keep. and Choices to put things away from our lives. This is how it's been from the very beginning for us, isn't it? We saw that back in the Garden of Eden. Adam and Eve had to choose whether or not they were going to Hold on and take the forbidden fruit, or if they was going, were going to put it away from them. Things that are good or things that are holy, we are to keep. Things that are bad or unholy, God wants us to put them away from us. And to do this requires us to render judgment, doesn't it? You have to be able to judge and say, this is good, this is bad. This is the very thing the world tells us we're not supposed to do. God says, no, this is exactly what you're supposed to do. You're to call bad things bad. You're to call good things good. And if you can't do that, you, then you won't know what to keep and what to put away. You'll just be a mess. It requires us to test everything by the standards of God's Word. And if God approves it, then we keep it. If God disapproves it, then we put it away. And tonight Solomon is telling us something that God disapproves of. He says God disapproves of, look back in your text, a forward mouth. A forward mouth. We're going to have a little fun tonight. If you have a pen and paper, if you take notes. If not, you can write in your Bible or in your margin. But it might be a little easier for you if you have a notepad. If you have a notepad, write down the word forward. And if you don't have a notepad, but you have a Bible and a pen, then you can just use the word forward right there in the Bible. F-R-O-W-A-R-D. Forward. And once you get the word forward written down, I want you to circle the prefix, and that's the first three letters of the word, F-R-O, fro. Now, if you were to replace the prefix fro with the prefix T-O, to, would you see a word that sounds kind of familiar to you today? Instead of forward, what would you have? Toward. Or to, uh, um, to help emphasize the prefix, 
Instead of froward, we would have toward. How about that? All right. Now, I want to ask Brother Shepherd if he'll come up here. Just a moment. We're going to have a little illustration. All right. Now, we're going to let Brother Shepherd represent the Lord. All right. And so, what we're going to do is this. The word froward is made up of a prefix and, of course, that, that suffix ward, W-A-R-D. And that suffix ward, W-A-R-D, ward means direction, direction of travel. All right? Now, when the children of Israel left Egypt, how did they know where to go? God led the way, didn't he? He led the way in the pillar of a cloud by day, led the way in a pillar of fire by night. Uh, when, when, uh, when Jesus called his disciples, he told them to what? Follow me. And so how did they leave Egypt? They followed the Lord. They followed that cloud, that pillar. And so if God is leading the way, then we are walking to word him. Isn't that right? We are walking in the direction of him. If God was leading the way, if Brother Shepherd represented that pillar of fire or that pillar of uh, that muscular pillar of a cloud by day, all right, we would be going in the direction headed toward Him. Whatever direction He would be going, we would be going to word Him. The prefix fro is the opposite of the prefix to. Have you ever heard of being rocked to and fro? That's what it means. To and fro. So if I am going toward Brother Shepherd, I'm traveling in the direction he's going, if he's leading the way. If he is leading the way, however, I'm not going toward, I'm going froward. I am going the opposite direction that he's going. Thank you, Brother Shepherd. So if God is leading the way and I'm going forward, then I am going the opposite direction God's going. What do we learn tonight? Solomon says you're to put away from you a forward mouth. That means our mouths have the ability of speaking toward and speaking forward. They have the ability of speaking words that go in God's direction, that bring other people and lead other people in God's direction, that cause us to go in God's direction, we have the ability to speak words that lead other people away from God, that cause our hearts to draw away from God. And he says, put away from you a forward mouth. By the words we speak, we can either speak in the direction of holiness or we can speak in the direction of unholiness. We can speak in the direction of what? How does the Old Testament classify that which is good and that which is bad? It may say clean and unclean, right? You have clean spirits, you have unclean spirits. Clean food, unclean food. Clean deeds, unclean deeds. Clean thoughts, unclean thoughts. What do we learn from this? We learn that our words matter to God. 
not just our actions, but our words matter to God. And they will be judged by God as either being toward or froward of the way He's leading us. You get that? God expects us to judge our words. And before we say something, if we judge it going forward from God, then we're going to put it away. If we judge it going toward God, <laughs> we're to hang on to that and to keep that. So God will judge every word we speak. We will be held accountable. Solomon says, put away from you a forward mouth, look back in your text, and perverse lips. Far from thee. Far. Not close. Not put them in your back pocket. Not set them on the nightstand and say, well, I'll pick them up later. Far from you. The word perverse is just another way of describing a forward mouth. The word perverse means to turn aside from the way you should go. Like leaving the trail, venturing off the path, running off the road, however you want to put it. It's to depart from the way of holiness that God is leading you in His Word. Church, bad words aren't funny. Have you ever noticed that a really good comedian doesn't have to be dirty? But have you ever noticed that a bad comedian, they try to use dirty words to make people laugh? Bad words aren't funny. Bad words are perverse and unholy. They are a forward mouth. Bad words aren't tough. They are words that have departed from the way of God. You know, God gave us earthly languages so we could speak the treasures of heaven. I'm going to say it again. God gave us earthly languages so we could speak the treasures of heaven so we could speak whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, so that if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, we could think and speak of these things. God designed our hearts to be in tune with His Spirit, filled with His holiness, and our mouths to be a reflection of our hearts. The mouth was made to vocalize the goodness and the glory of God. What a gift the mouth is. Nothing should come from your mouth that does not come from the Spirit of God. It shouldn't. Nothing should come from your mouth that does not come from the Spirit of God. When we're born again by faith in God's Word, our mouths should only speak that which comes from our new nature in Christ. The old should be what? Put away. Just as the old man is put away, so the words of the old man, we should conscientiously judge them to be foul and put them away as well. And speak that which belongs to our new nature. James chapter 3. James chapter 3, verse 10 through 12, says this. 
James says, out of the same mouth proceed blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not so to be. He says, does, does a fountain send forth at the same place sweet water and bitter? No. You, you get into a well and you draw water out of the well, you're not going to have one bucket that's sweet and the next bitter. It's coming from the same source. And so all of our words should be coming from the same source. Not from the flesh one moment and from the spirit the next. Not from the old nature, which is crucified with Christ, but from the new nature, which is raised again with Him. He says, can the fig tree, my brethren, bear olive berries, either of vine figs? So can no fountain both yield salt, water, and fresh. What does that mean? If you're speaking something with a froward mouth, you're speaking from your fallen flesh. That's not from God. If you're speaking something contrary to God's word, then you're speaking something that does not come from God's spirit. You're yielding to the old man. Again, in the Old Testament, holiness and unholiness was typified by that which was clean and unclean. It's really sad when you think about it. That unclean words, uh, James was getting on to God's people here. He says, you've got cursing and blessing coming from the same mouth. Brethren, it shouldn't be that way. You've got two different things. You've got clean and unclean. You've, you've got uh, uh, two different uh, uh, produce. I mean, you have figs and berries. I mean, what's going on? You should be speaking one mouth from the one nature in Christ, from your new nature. He's getting on to them. But we've, we've got Christians that, that use unclean words all the time. All the time. We need to take inventory of our words. When many Christians get upset, they like to say unclean words. So I was mad. Well, get over it. Get over it. You know? Now I may slip up and I may say something bad tonight. I may say something bad tomorrow. But God is my witness. To the best of my knowledge, I can't remember a, a, a dirty word that I've said since I was in my 20s. Over 30 years. Even, even when you get mad, Brother Richard, even when I get mad. I, I, I don't think about those words. When I hear them, I think, yuck. That's wrong. I don't want to talk that way. I don't want to think that way. We should put them far from us. God, I pray I won't slip up. I don't want to. I don't want those things. It'd break my heart. But a lot of Christians, they get so used to hearing the world speak. They take up their language. Solomon says, put that junk far from you. Put it away from you. Some of the, some Christians' favorite unclean words describe feces. Now you think about that tonight. Feces. Poo-poo. I hear Christians all the time use words to describe feces when they're not happy. Why would we let junk come out the wrong end? Now, I'm, try I'm trying to be candid as I can without being quite so foul. Why would we take something 
And let that thought come out of our mouth and let someone hear us and say, oh, bleep. And I'm not just talking about the S word. Jeremini children do not come up and ask me what the S word is. I'm not telling you. I had a Spanish man one time when I was young. I asked him to teach me Spanish words. And someone, some Spanish person, and he was teaching me Spanish words, and some Spanish person came up to me one time and said a word to me. I didn't know what it was, so I went and asked that Spanish man. The Spanish man was a Christian. I said, what does this mean? He said, that's a bad word. I said, well, what does it mean? He said, no. Do you want to learn good words or do you want to learn bad words? He said, I won't tell you the meaning of that word. I don't want you to learn it. Good for him. Good for him. But the adults know. I'm not just talking about that word. I'm talking about any form of that word. Like the C-R-A-P word. All right? And I know all the Jeremiah's can spell ever since they're like that tall. And I wasn't thinking about that when I said it. But you know what they hear? They're going to hear it. But you know what? We say, oh, well, that's cleaner. It's the same thing. There's no difference. Don't let filthiness come out of your mouth. Don't get used to saying things that are filthy. Things that are foul. You know, when, when God talked to the children of Israel when they left Egypt, He gave them a specific order that when they did number two, I can't help but preach on it. It's in the Bible. When they did number two, when they had a bowel movement, Tammy, He gave them specific instructions on what to do with the feces. He didn't. It was a sin to leave it on the ground. You had to dig a hole and put it away and cover it up because it was dirty. And he didn't want them coming in contact with it. So why would we want to welcome that into our vocabulary as a normal expression of our day-to-day lives? Clean it up. Put the junk out of your mouth. And quit saying, well, well, you know, these, the world accepts these as less severe. Let's look at what God says about them. I've heard weaker Christians say the word damned or hell when they get upset. That's pretty common, isn't it? Think about it. They get angry. And in their anger, they lose their temper. They lose control of their spirit. And as a result, a born-again child of God feels the need to say hell and damned. Hell and damnation. Why would a Christian want to use words... To describe the very thing the gospel was given to overcome. Why would we want to do that? Why should we embrace what God said the gospel 
was sent to put away. What does the gospel do? When I'm saved, the gospel puts far away from me hell and damnation. Why would I want to bring it near me then? And say those words. What am I communicating? What am I thinking? Why should we embrace what God said the gospel is seeking to put away? I hear Christian using God's Christian using uh, God's name in vain all the time. They will get frustrated or shocked, and they'll say, "Oh my God, Christians, you shouldn't say that. You shouldn't use your God's name so loosely." You know, the Jews they wouldn't even pronounce God's name. In the Old Testament, it was so sacred to them. And when they wrote it, when they were like the scribes, they would get a new pen each time. Oh my God, why would you use that so loosely? The only time I'd want to say, Oh my God, is if I was praying, I said, Oh my God, be merciful to me, something like that. Why would I want to just throw something out so loose like that? Some people simply say Jesus as a way of expressing their frustration. Or they'll say God. Oh God. Or they'll say Jesus Christ. I've heard them say that too. Why, why would Christians, again, want to take that which is holy and use it in such a vain and profane and derogatory way? In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29, the Apostle Paul said, Let no corruption, uh, I'm sorry, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying. That means building up, that it may minister grace to the hearers. We're, our words are supposed to administer grace unto the people who hear us. Not something that is corrupt. Not something that's foul. No corrupt words. No words that break a person down, but those that build people up should be used by a Christian. You see, it's not a forward mouth, therefore. is not just something that is unclean when God's clean, going in the direction of God. A forward mouth is something that has words that are working contrary to God's mission in the gospel. God's mission in the gospel is to build up the saints. The flesh's mission, the devil's mission, is to tear the saints down. If you are tearing people down with your words, whether behind their back or in front of them, you have a forward mouth. You are working contrary to the mission of the gospel. You're tearing down with your words rather than building up with your words. Why do we put other people down? Why do we gossip about other people? That's corrupt communication. Communication that breaks down, not builds up. It's the opposite of what the gospel does for us in Christ. 
Therefore, it is forward speaking. Don't tear people down. When we tell a lie, we do so with perverse lips. What did God send Jesus for? Jesus said, and thou shalt know the truth. The truth will make you free. What did God give us the Bible for so we could know the truth, so we could have light? Because in God there's no darkness at all. There's no falsehood at all. The devil's the prince of darkness. He's the father of lies. God is the truth. He's the light. He's the life. And so when you tell a lie, even when you shade it a little bit, say, well, I'll just... Tell a white lie. There's no such thing. When you misrepresent things or tell just an outright falsehood, you have a perverse mouth. You have a forward mouth. It should be put far away from you. You're working contrary to the, the gospel, contrary to the mission of God in Christ Jesus. The gospel is the light of God, the truth of God given to men. When we lie, we're speaking in the opposite direction of the gospel. When you nag and aggravate people, you're not lifting them up. You're burdening them down. Nag, nag, nag. Put people down, put them down, put them down. You're just putting burden and burden and burdening them down. Jesus came to remove our burdens and to raise us up by His grace. That's corrupt communication. It's a forward mouth. When you badger your spouse, when you badger your friends, when you're unkind to others, when you use discouraging words, your words are going in the opposite direction of the Lord Jesus Christ. They are counterproductive to the Great Commission and the objective of His gospel. So in closing tonight, let us dedicate the fountain of our mouths to yield nothing but the grace of God. And like Solomon said in Proverbs 8, Verse 8, which we'll get to a few chapters down the road. Solomon said, all the words of my mouth are in righteousness. There is nothing forward or perverse in them. Oh, wouldn't that be a beautiful thing to say? Father, I pray tonight, Lord, that what Solomon said in Proverbs 8, 8, all the words of my mouth are in righteousness. There is nothing forward or perverse in them. Lord, let that be something that we can say in all honesty with thanksgiving to you. Change our thinking on the words we say. And that can only come by you changing our thinking. And I pray, Father, that you'll help us to judge whether what we're thinking and what we're saying and how we respond when we're frustrated, if it is Toward you or forward you. Toward the mission of the gospel, the direction you're traveling, 
the purpose of Christ Jesus or if it's running off the path and running away from it. We pray it in Jesus' wonderful name. May our mouths be to the glory of your grace.